Hello and welcome to the After Dinner Podcast. My name is John Keeley, and this is the podcast extension of ROI Show 487. Our guest today is Angela Denker, Lutheran pastor and veteran journalist, who will be talking to us about her book, Red State Christians, A Journey into White Christian Nationalism and the Wreckage It Leaves Behind. This is published by the Broadleaf Book Company. The history buffs joining us are Brett Menard and Terry Toppler. Terry, why don't you start us off? Okay, thank you. Angela, in your book, you state, and I'll quote, God revealed truth and surprise to you through the people you were with and through everyday moments of grace. Can you share with us some of those everyday moments of grace that you experienced? How much time do you have? (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Maybe pick one. (laughs) It is a podcast extension, but no. (laughs) (laughs) No, thank you for asking because, um, you know, it's, as I said before, I, I wrote this book with such a sense of hope, and that hope was really directly tied to so many of the people that I met. Uh, and it's it's good to recapture that hope after the last three years and everything we've been through as a country. Um, so a couple of the things that come to mind, one is the people who I met in El Paso. I met one pastor in particular, uh, in particular Rosemary Guzman, and she and her family invited me to join them for an afternoon in Juarez, Mexico. And so I actually crossed over the border with them. We spent the afternoon in Juarez. And that was such a, an eye-opening experience for me. I think like many Americans, I had read uh, the news stories about Ciudad Juarez and seen you know, the, the level of drug violence, of cartels, and also sort of this sense uh, perpetuated a lot of times by right-wing media of the otherness of Mexico and the danger of Mexico and the danger of those who are coming from Mexico to the U.S. And what I realized in Juarez is, um, you know, there's families just like we have in the U.S. There's churches just like we have in the U.S. Um, there are celebrations, birthday celebrations that I got to witness and with Rosemary's family and just the porousness of this U.S.-Mexico border experienced by so many in El Paso. Uh, it really it really opened my eyes to the importance of decentering ourselves as Americans. And I think as a, as an antidote to this rising Christian nationalism, I think it's really important for American Christians to continually decenter ourselves from the narrative of the Bible, the narrative of the gospel. And one way to do that is to open yourself to hear the stories of people from other countries and to realize that, that for them, that country is the center, not America. Uh, And I think that as we do that, we, really gain greater access to to the real story of Jesus, who is also, of course, not American. <laughs> he isn't? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm... <laughs> Brett. <laughs> so um, you talked a lot um, during the radio show portion of the show about um, instilling a sense of pride in these um, small rural congregations. My wife just ended a call with a rural congregation that had recently celebrated its 150th anniversary. And one thing that always struck me about that congregation was how tight-knit that community was and those really deep roots. And if someone had a medical emergency, all the other farmers as soon as they got back to the farm, because half of them were serving on the volunteer uh, fire department or EMS, uh, banded together and figured out 
you know, when can we go help clear John's fields? So how do you um, kind of incorporate stories like that to help instill that sense of, of pride and a sense of um, belonging that doesn't uh, consist of rage and instead consists of acts of love and care? Yeah, I, I, I certainly see that same thing in my congregation right down to, you know, the the people who are members of the volunteer fire department. Uh, and I think it's really powerful. And I, I also think that it's, um, it's this difficult thing of because these communities are so tight knit and because of that sort of Midwestern um, stoicism, there's a hesitancy to own that. And there's a hesitancy to tell those stories. Um, and also there's that, there's that warning symbol that, um, how difficult is it for, for new people or for different people to, to become a part of that and to join these, these rural communities? It, it can take a very long time. You know, in some of these churches, you're, you're new until you've been there like 30 years. <laughs> um, so I think that that, you know, that hesitancy to really trust and really let people in, I think that's a place where rural churches can, um, can increase their openness and, and sort of find out places where they may not be aware that they're sort of constructing these walls. Um, but I also think that, again, you know, it does come down to lifting up pastoral care and also just care, community care, care for one another and valuing that. I think we really saw in COVID and in the pandemic how, how we have as an economy devalued care for one another. We have said it is economically not valuable. We've, you know, paid our care workers some of the lowest rates. We have devalued this sense of what it means to care. And so I think it really requires um, investment, sometimes economic investment, uh, and also, you know, rhetoric investment about the value of caring for one another and really putting teeth to that. Okay, can we, we're going to bring it back to more of a national scale. You did mention, of course, that you wrote this book, your first version, before the January 6th insurrection, and now your other version has come out. Uh, did you see the January insurrection bring forth any change of thought, practice, discussion? Or did it, you think, uh, as you were talking about, the divide that was created because of uh, Trump and COVID, were they even more locked into their uh, trenches of thought? Um, how was your perspective on that? Yeah, I think what what I was starting to see in 2020 and what I've continued to see uh, after the insurrection is sort of this this peeling away from the edges. So you had a lot of people who, um, especially I think in, in rural areas and in red states, you had a lot of people that were just Republicans and they were going to support Trump because they're Republicans. Um, and they weren't quite buying into the Christian nationalist rhetoric. And this is particularly folks, you know, who were, go who were attending churches that weren't also highly affiliated with Christian nationalist theology. Um, and so you start, I think we've started to see sort of appealing away of the edges of people who are more vocal about their disgust for Trump, um, people who are more hesitant about supporting this brand of Trumpism and Republicanism that's been um, impacted by Trumpism. 
But I think also what you've seen at the same time and what I've continued to see is is a hardening of folks who have continued to to stay and to have this rhetoric be central to their worldview. And it's become more potent. It's become more hate filled. It's become more um, violent, certainly more violent. Uh, It's become more conspiracy driven. Uh, It's become less trusting of of national news media, if that's possible. Um, and it's become very, very hard line. And so I think even as we're starting to see in Ukraine, as um, Putin becomes more desperate and starts to lose, uh, there's more of a chance for political violence. And I think maybe we're going to see that in the U.S. as well, that as as it becomes more difficult for this movement to win elections because of that softening at the edges, you're going to see the people who remain become more and more desperate um, and potentially increase uh, chance for violence. Terry, last question. Yeah. Angela, in your book, you talked about the media narrative about religion in the U.S., that it had Mm -hmm. promoted a false truth. Can you talk about that Mm -hmm. and what do you mean by that? Yeah, one of my main goals for Red State Christians was also to tell the stories of Christians whose narratives have been erased um, in the coverage of religion in this country. And so a lot of those stories come from Christians who are not white, also from Christians who are not evangelicals. Uh, You know, I have a chapter on Arab American Christians in Houston and what their story is. And I think we have so many stories that are getting lost um, because there's been such a focus on telling the stories of white evangelicals and also, you know, sort of buying into this dominant media narrative that sort of takes the word of Christian celebrities as the main word rather than, you know, looking to find out what people on the ground and what people in congregations are actually thinking and feeling. And I think that also, you know, as speaking as a journalist here, um, you have a lot of people in newsrooms who are real hesitant to talk about um, their personal faith. They may attend church, but they don't want to talk about it. And so you have the outsourcing of religion coverage a lot of times to what I would call evangelical elites. So I think of people like Michael Gerson, uh, David French, uh, the columnist at the New York Times. And often they come from a much more conservative theological position than the average American Christian. Uh, So non-conservative Christian theology has really been sidelined in the U.S., and especially, you know, when it comes to the black church. Um, There's a real misunderstanding when it comes to that. So you're saying that Joel Olstein isn't the final word? I'm sorry, you shocked me there. (laughs) Well, and then, you know, Olstein is a whole other thing with Pentecostal sort of global um, theology. You know, he comes out of such a different background than like somebody like um, Robert Jeffress or Franklin Graham. So we have this he has a real appeal to to non-white Christians. It's quite interesting. <laughs> yeah, well, that's our next show with you. So we definitely, we would like to thank our noted guest for the 487th show, Angela Denker, Lutheran pastor and veteran journalist, who has talked to us about her book, Red State Christians, A Journey into White Christian Nationalism and the Wreckage It Leaves Behind. The History Bus for today's show are Brett Menard and Terry Toppler. ROI can be found at 9.30 p.m. Friday nights on KAL Radio or on the web at TuneIn.com. If you're looking for older programs, you can find them at SoundCloud.com. Just put KALA Radio in the search and click on the first icon and scroll down to find nearly a decade of ROI shows. You can also find ROI on all your favorite streaming platforms. ROI is recorded at station KALA St. Ambrose University.